Welcome back, everyone, to Marlo's Conversations with Friends, and today we're going to be having a conversation. I am having a conversation with my dearest friend. I have to be very honest, my dearest friend, and I'll come back to that in just a second uh, to share with you again what Marlo's Conversations with Friends are. They are topics around well-being, and I choose my friends who either have passions in particular areas around well-being that I promote and teach and share and mentor to others as I have my whole career. They might be a topic around well-being that we share together that we just happen to be talking in random about. And they're, for me, for me well-being is around not only your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. For me, well-being is well-being in the community and our relationship with our community members and how we support them, as well as our well-being with the environment, being the passionate environmentalist that I am. And so today's episode, as I mentioned, is truly with one of my dearest friends from my heart and who makes me laugh when I'm crying, makes me cry when I'm laughing. No, I don't think that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan Vesterdahl and I have known each other for, I think, 30 years. And we both have spent our entire career from the salon and spa world, which is where we met. We have been on one hell of a journey together we have been through a whole lot of crazy, great, crazy, insane, um, crazy hard, and through it all, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's laugh at that. <laughs> Can't help but giggle, sorry. <laughs> I know, um, and through it all, we laugh, Dan and I, we just laugh and go, okay, what do we gotta do to keep moving forward? Um, but uh, Dan has been to me a friend I hope to never have to live without. And uh, Dan and I are far apart. We are, Dan is in San Diego now, and I'm still over here in the Chicago area. But we always feel like we're next to each other, or at least I feel like we're next to each other, always. And so I asked him to do this conversation today with me around music as a tool for well-being. And at first Dan was like, I have zero idea what I'm gonna contribute around this. And I said, are you kidding? I have shared all my music with you over the last 30 years and we have had very in-depth experiences with them. So um, let's get started, Dan, welcome. Well, thank you, Marlo. Hello. Hello. Quite the nice introduction um, to truly probably closer to 35 or more years of friendship and knowing one another and growing up together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, growing up together. That's a good way of putting it. That's a very good way of putting it. Yes, definitely growing up together. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of... The, the topic around music 
you know, I thought, well, how, why would I, does this seem like a topic good for conversation? I mean, I can talk about music anytime, anywhere. I just wanted to, I kind of thought about it thinking, well, of course everybody loves music. Everybody uses it to release themselves. But for me, I wanted to go deeper in, in, in a lot of different ways. Music moves us, it calms us, it excites us, it provides clarity of mind. And what I hope to have the two of us share through our experience with music and using it is how do we maximize this tool and how do we broaden our variety as well as what we actually define as music. <clears throat> because to me, and I'll get to that later in our, in our conversation down the path, I think there's a lot of things that can qualify as music to some that others may be like, yeah, no, that's not music. But mm -hmm. just looking at what does that mean? So yes. I want to just dive right in and ask you, Dan. And, and for those that are listening, this conversation with Dan and I might be slightly different than these last two that we started with, uh, that this is going to be a banter because that's just how Dan and I operate. And so <laughs> uh, we're going to be, we'll be going at it, you know, and uh, we're going to have fun with it. So enjoy this. Um, so Dan, I want to ask first, what is your earliest memory of music? Who imparted it on you? And, and what was that impact, if you remember? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, you know, I've been, honestly, since you asked me to participate, and I'm really honored to join you today. Um, and we started talking about this topic of music, and I really started thinking about music and its influence. and where did that start and i honestly i have to go back to my youth you know um at a very early age i just simply remember music um and the smell of perfume and the smell of cologne and lord knows the smell of cigarettes because my mother and father <laughs> smoked when i was a kid and that always meant that they were going out and it mm. was fun to sit back and watch as my mom just got beautiful and my dad got dressed up and you know the banter that they would have but yet hearing my dad just belt out and start singing along with these you know old greats like Eddie Arnold and Ray Price and my mother was in love with Larry Gatlin and oh, so you mom. know um, <laughs> well, not just his I voice. Think I, right. I think I was too because yeah, the man right. was beautiful. So I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say. I'm pretty sure it wasn't just for the music on my mom's side. Pretty sure it was how he looked. So. <laughs> exactly. Good-looking man yeah. with a beautiful voice that just soared, and so it really was um, at a very early age uh, that music. And all the varieties of music from, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan to, like I just said, you know, like Eddie Arnold and Ray Price and, you know, Larry Gatlin. Um, music was an important part of growing up. And I have such fond memories. Um, you know, it's kind of like the smell of chocolate chip cookies always mm. bring back such a sensory Mm -hmm. you know, experience and such a joy of the warmth of the house. Well, music, I feel like did that for 
Um, many of us have mm -hmm. that experience. I think when you hear certain songs or certain artists, it takes you back to mm -hmm. a part in your life or a point in your life that changed you, you know, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, let's think about it. Um, music, in my opinion, you know, um, it guides me. Mm -hmm. It calms me, it gets me going, it lifts me up, it expresses how I'm feeling and all my tormented emotions that are trapped inside sometimes. And mm -hmm. it communicates, it expresses, it brings people together, it, it heals. Mm -hmm. And like music is just amazing from that mm -hmm. standpoint, so. Yeah, I think my early, I can't picture an age necessarily of what my earliest experience was, but like you, we had a lot of music in the house. My mom was in, did a lot of singing as she finished high school and into her first year of college. And I remember her telling me she, their choir, their group recorded an album and I don't recall ever hearing that. What I, what we did hear was every musical under the sun <laughs> every musical under the sun and that was fine but we then also heard you know the chieftains and oh. willie nelson oh, and yeah. diamond and barry mallow i mean i would say my you know probably the earliest stuff we might not have gotten so far into and when I say early, I'm, I'm saying to myself, like four, five, six, that would be probably when I really started to become more aware of the music that was happening in our house. And it was always loud. Music was played loud in our house. <laughs> <laughs> by the time I yes. left, by the time I left the home, like left after high school, we had gone through three sets of really nice speakers yes because it was loud even our neighbors would i mean though we were super close with all of our neighbors they'd be like oh life's happening at the boyle house because the music's <laughs> going on <laughs> you know yes um, those tower speakers oh, uh, yeah. like they were just part of the furniture and yeah you could feel the house vibrate yes oh, yeah. and the singing and the <laughs> yes. dancing and yes. you know, we um so for me you know in terms of the impact music has always been a part of my life like you in those early years uh when when i started to also become aware of pop music which mm -hmm. for me you know I, you and i are 10 years apart uh, and so my uh, younger years would have been in the early 80s because I was born in 72, so early, very early <laughs> 80s and stuff. And just that the poppy kind of music then that played. And, but, but then at the <laughs> same time, the other thing that was happening was, and I'm sure you had this because of your siblings, like the cross mix, you know, you got your parents' influence, but then my brother's influence my oldest of my two oh brothers my of heavy metal and rock and roll yes, yes. You know, so we got kiss and and uh led zeppelin, zeppelin yes and that still was pretty early pretty early stuff but you know it was like and i didn't get into the big hair stuff until i got to high school but um it was such a cross mix of stuff that uh you know 
you had it for pretty much any mood you wanted. I would I think say about like the influence that that had on like everything, because truly there's not a musical genre that I can think of that, you know, hasn't had some influence that didn't, that doesn't have a memory recall to me, because as you just mentioned, like Kiss and Zeppelin, and, you know, I remember my brother just blaring those on the turntable, you know, mm -hmm. if you will, with LPs and mm -hmm. literally holding these little round speakers up to his head. And I think it's why my brother probably has a hard time hearing today, <laughs> <laughs> blowing out his eardrums with these powerful little speakers you know um but like the influence of that music even though it wasn't my favorite mm -hmm. it's it's what he connected with mm -hmm. but there was something about that music that just enlivened you that just mm -hmm. woke you up at the core you yeah. couldn't help but tap your foot with that or right. you know kind of move with that type of music and like i said even though it wasn't my favorite um you know but boy it gets you going you know so i think about my youth with elo and boston oh, and some of the them. old right. <laughs> like right. all the old music that just simply got you going you know yeah. and yeah. it was funny because i actually reached out to a friend of mine this week um knowing that we were going to be talking and because i was really curious like what what song or what, what do people think of when you know what song would they think of when they think of me mm -hmm. and i reached out to this girlfriend of mine who has known me since the, we were both six years old mm -hmm. so i'm going to be 57 and so we've known each other for 50 years so who would know better than this you know than this friend of mine and you know literally she came up with um you know, Queens, you know, you're my best friend. And oh. I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. Cause we, <laughs> we would, you know, rule the world with that song when oh, we sure. were driving down the freeways. But we both were like ELO in Boston, man. Like th those songs were like mantras and chants and we would just fly down the highway in this beat up old car, listening sure. to these eight track tapes of you know this music and you know like i was like oh my god you know um and then she had to throw in today's pop uh kelly clarkson you know oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> nice yeah okay we'll get to that part later but later <laughs> I yes with, yeah i want to stick with um just our youth for a little bit I, you know i <clears throat> we had um a lot of different energy going on in our house growing up and um some, some good not not so good yeah you know yes. I'm, I'm kind of pausing here to be choice in my words uh and all of it, it all of it makes you who you are and i'll say that the music though for me a lot of times some of the music that i really have a, a keen fondness for i mean i, I love it i it w are songs that were played at very painful moments <laughs> yes. growing up and they were not good mem they were not happy memories when those songs were playing over and over and over again <laughs> you know and for the people who were involved in it they don't want to have anything to do with those songs right. yet i've right. been because their emotion is so still steeped in that experience 
Whereas for me, I have chosen to forgive that moment and let that emotion go because I still find beauty in that music. Just going to say the appreciation of that music and that artist that may have been performing it. And, you know, I think it is possible to move past that hurtful feelings and find Mm -hmm. the beauty in the song still. Like one example would be, so the other day I'm sitting in my pottery, in the pottery studio and I'm sitting in my class session watching the, my teacher, the shop owner, he's doing his demo and he left the stereo on and he's always, he's 20 years older than me and uh, no, not quite 20 years older than me, whatever. He, um, yeah, he has 20 years older, he's 21 actually. And so he's always got just the 60s and 70s and it's whatever uh, is playing on his phone, it plays the same playlist every day, every hour, every (laughs) whatever. For some reason that morning, uh, somebody decided up there, who's ever on that playlist gig, uh, to switch it up. And, you know, I'm I'm watching what's going on in the wheel and all of a sudden I hear the beginning chords to Holly Holy by Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. And I just like completely stopped watching what was going on and I just, kind of moved into this space yes. and just, you know, I just started moving. And of course I don't give a rip what anybody's looking at me or thinking, you know, I just started becoming absorbed by this song because I, I love his version of Holly Holy and yes. it is such a beautiful song. And really like even now I'm just getting chills talking mm-hmm. about it because it's a healing song. And I went back to a lot of the memories when that song happened to be being played. And, you know, I could be the observer of what was going on, the pain and the people involved and, and look past it, you know, and, and that happened so often for me growing up. Uh, And it wasn't just Neil Diamond. I mean, Pink Floyd, the wall. Yeah there's a couple songs on there that kept getting played over and over and over again. <laughs> sticks. Sticks was another one. Oh, Sticks, sticks. yes. How you can know? I forget? Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and Willie Nelson has a key song, Georgia, on my mind, which... Absolutely. You know, for, again, a, a really, really painful moments in my childhood, but yet what transformed it was... Uh, a ballet performance by one of my brothers, my younger, uh, older, younger of my older two brothers, uh, a mentor of his that he used to dance with, uh, Claire Batain, I think is her, I think that's her last name, Claire Bataille, I can't, I forgive me, Claire, but I don't remember your last name. Um, she has since passed away, but uh, just stunning dancer, huge influence in the Chicago community. Um, yeah. And she did a piece, she did a solo piece to Georgia on my mind. And again, I'm getting chills and just like you just lost in it. And, and for me, it was both the dance because I, my family, we all were in dance and theater to certain to extents. Many carried on after high school and that. <clears throat> and it was an area that I knew I was not going to be able to stay in. Um, 
fact, I was kind of cut short because I was put in a full body back brace because of scoliosis. So for me, the music in that piece allowed me to escape to a place escape. where I was mm -hmm. never going to be able to be. Um, and so for me, like the early memories of music are, but yet there's so many that are incredibly pivotal, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Def Leppard was a huge one in my yes. high school years. Oh my God. Yes. But, you know, when you said Boston, like one of my favorite memories around Boston was more than a feeling. I can always count on you to sing them for me, so thank you. Because I'm not going to do that. I sound I, like I know, like, but oh I sound God. like Oscar the Grouch singing. So I'll just let you be the beautiful singer that I know oh, you are. Thank you. <laughs> um, but that I remember being in eighth grade and I had um, zebra stretch pants, zebra leggings. Oh wow! Right? I know. I was very excited to have bought those with my babysitting money, and it was. I think it was my freshman year, the beginning of my freshman year, so I carried them into that year, of course, because, you know, going into 1986 without them, why would you do that? <laughs> How could you? How could That'd you be that? like not having the bangs. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I hadn't quite gotten there yet, but... Oh, my God, the mall bangs. I know. So my <laughs> older brother... No, I might have. it might have been my eighth grade year, because my older brother, older of my two brothers, his best friends were all a year ahead of him, which was very upsetting to him, but they were, there was an air band contest and they were the five guys <laughs> and they were the best. At, they won the contest, but my point is that the lead singer, um, who of course I had was, you know, I was in love with all of them, but uh, he's like, can I borrow, <laughs> I know. He's like, can I borrow your zebra stretch pants? And I, my, I know that's a good one. My name, my nickname at the time through my whole childhood until I graduated, just before I graduated, was Molly. My birth name is Marlo. My nickname was Molly. My mom named me after my grandfather on my dad's side, but she liked Molly, so that's what she called me. So okay, all of I didn't every, know that Molly. <laughs> yes, you can call me Molly. It's okay. Right, I answered to remember if you listened to the podcast before. Yes. I answer to just about anything. About anything, yes. <laughs> Except if there's one special word. Exactly. <laughs> so Boston will always have this great memory and excitement because my brother's good friend was wearing my zebra stripe leggings playing Boston more than a feeling and they won. Oh my God. The, the air band contest. Are those are those uh, stretch pants um, framed and, and you know in lace and done a wall? <laughs> <laughs> no, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no. No. All right. So as we're you kind of alluded to this before, and I've certainly shared as well, but say again for me, if you were to look at right now, especially if we were to look at well, no, I mean you can look over the course of your life, what does music mean? to you where does it fit in your life and and if you w keep it to your con want to keep it to kind of maybe your current life or current few years or whatever <clears throat> because in the in our early years you know it was pivotal it either made us part of a gang or part of a group or the in crowd or you know the out crowd or um the so-so crowds or 
Uh, <laughs> all of those crowds. All of those crowds, right. Really. I mean, you know, and as you become, a, as you became an adult and as you moved away from that and, and into your life, where did it, um, what did it begin to mean to you? Because your life was changing and where did it, where did it fit in? There is not a day that goes by that, um, that music is not part of my day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, from the moment I get up, um, I'm usually listening to some sort of music. Um, now, each day it will depend on what I need, you mm -hmm. know, and what, um, what I guess I would say my heart and my soul needs to be refueled or, you know, reconnected or re-engined, you know, mm -hmm. um, will determine what kind of music or what influence of music I may listen to. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember when I still lived in Chicago um, at a point in my, you know, life back there, I was running and biking every single morning. I was up at 4, 4.30 every day. I was out it didn't matter if it was winter, spring, summer, or fall. I was out on my bike. I would go for a run. I would bike ride. And usually I would listen to a more meditative um, type of music um, to reconnect me to spirit and soul. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that meditation music um, or that meditative sound like um, Aria or the Benedictine um, monks, um, chance mm -hmm. uh, would be something that I would listen to um, at that early morning hour when the world was just really starting to wake up and the birds and the squirrels and raccoons were and the rabbits oh my goodness mm -hmm. the rabbits mm -hmm. out at that time of day you know and the sun just starting to peek up over Lake Michigan there was such a renewal that happened and almost like a, um, a rebirth Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And so usually I found myself really connecting with that type of sound and music, which when I would share with friends, they'd be like, oh my God, that would put me right back to sleep. Where mm -hmm. for me, it got me going, it re-energized me. But I think what it really did, Marlo, is it really helped connect me and ground me mm -hmm. so that it gave me um, the energy, if you will, to move throughout the rest of my day in you know that part of my career and that part of my life mm -hmm. um and so now different times of the day obviously different types of music are what's needed to kind of get us going pick us up and you know re-energize us and so um there's not a time that music hasn't had or in, to this day isn't a big part of what i do how i do it when i do it um you know, why I'm doing it, um, to reconnect to myself, um, mm -hmm. or ground me. Mm -hmm. Um, you brought up something a, a little while ago and I'll maybe get a little too personal if you will, but you know, um, you brought up Neil Diamond and, mm -hmm. you know, he is just so pivotal, like, because my mother loved listening to his Stones album mm -hmm. and, you know, there's, there's a couple of songs on, on their, that um, really bring me back to my mother. As, as you know, my mother died, um, you know, uh, back in the early 80s. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was young, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was 20 and um, really discovering myself and accepting myself for who I was and my sexuality and my journey. And, 
you know, my mother was my best friend. And, you know, there was, you know, a song on that album um, that was called If You Go Away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that song, you know, started out, you know, something with if you go away on this summer day, um, well, you might as well take the sun away. Mm. All the birds that flew in the summer sky, you know. Um, and so I, that song just resonated with me on that summer day that she passed, mm. that literally you might as well take the sun away. You might as well take the, the sky and, and the birds that flew. Mm. But at the same time, that song also built me back together. It, mm-hmm. it restructured me. It gave me strength. It helped me through the most difficult time mm-hmm. in my life. And, you know, I think that that is what music can do. And, you know, I think I look at songwriters and storytellers that sing them and i believe neil diamond was probably one of the best storytellers mm-hmm. with song and and with music and you know that song and a couple of other songs of neil diamond's really you know um kind of built me you know mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. will and mm-hmm. and kind of put me back together um today i think as i started out earlier on um in today all kinds of music influence me, um, you know, and so much of the music that we've talked about thus far, um, you know, have a, a pivotal influence of who I was and where I was um, at that time in my life. And I feel like um, we haven't even begun to hit on some of the others, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from the classical, you know, the arias, the mm-hmm you know, the Spanish love songs, the, you know, um, all the different influences of music. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, the, it, it's endless, the possibilities um, that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you were talking about <clears throat> some of the music that you play in the morning, uh, that you listen to, I, and you were saying Aria and some of the chanting, the um, Benedictine monks. Yeah. Thank you. I thought about in recent years, you know, probably six, seven years ago, at least, uh, or more, uh, when I was introduced to uh, Deva Permel and Mitten uh, with the chanting when I was building the well-being retreats that I had done previously and and listening to that kind of chant in the morning and I had heard that kind of music in my yoga because I've been studying yoga for well over 20 some years and but to hear it in a different way you know uh, reminded me a little bit of church singing which uh, I was such a huge fan of going to church and I'm just pausing there for a minute (laughs) I, sorry. Yeah, I know you can feel that. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I was like, Dan, hold it back. Hold it back. Don't laugh. <laughs> but, I, you know, I remember singing. We had to sing at church, you know, and you had to belt it out. And I've got my mom who has this beautiful voice next to me, and she's singing out, you know, the church song. So I'm trying to match that. And, of course, I joined choir in high school. And so even that after that, I mean, that's kind of where I 
gained uh, the okay to sing out loud by myself or I didn't always sing so much with my friends because uh, I didn't have that confidence. But <clears throat> the one song that I listen to that I use regularly is simply, um, it's a vibrational sound. Uh, and yes. It's called Ultimate Om. And it's not that they, it's by a songwriter, Jonathan Goldman. And it's not that there's actually, you can't really tell that the word om is being said because there's another version that a lot of people actually use in classes. Uh, and this is not one that is really used. This is a whole series he has of complete vibrational sounds that are literally recorded, like the way it's put together, they're recorded at this high frequency vibration almost to get you to be closer to universal consciousness and um, although that might be my goal that I strive for every day and I really am so far away from that reaching that goal right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm striving uh, it's we really all are. yeah it's the sound of it that is, as you said, it's very grounding. And I do use it in the morning when I go on my walks or on my bike ride because it is just this, it's a different kind of sound. Sound. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't necessarily think of it as music. It is literally this vibrational sound, which for me, you know, and, and, and as I, I started the session out by saying, you know, what do we define as music? And mm -hmm. uh, I have a couple of things in here to, to point out, but for me, music is also the sound of nature. And I was yes. thinking about this last night when I went on a walk and preparing kind of mentally for our chat today. And at first on my walk, cause I went on a really uh, almost a five or five and a half mile walk and I didn't leave the house until quarter to eight so the sun was setting and it was getting dark and so you have all the evening sounds and so I listened to a podcast for about half an hour or so and and it was I really shouldn't have it was just too much chatter going on in my head so I just stopped and continued my walk and chose to just listen to the sounds of nature the crickets the mm -hmm. you know, the grasshoppers the locusts and uh me squealing at squirrel at the skunks and you know like what get out of the way oh my god you know? but it was just that that heavy that heavy weight like everybody's going to sleep and this is the music this is the lullaby that you hear when we as, as we start to move into slumber versus the kind of music i hear when i'm walking very early in the morning at 5, 5.36, and you hear, it's a lighter, it's a much lighter energy. And so you yes. hear birds and every kind of bird, and you still hear some crickets and stuff, but it's a different kind of vibrational sound going on. And so to, yeah, I share all that because that's to me, and even then you have the ocean by you, I have the lake, but there's well, that just gonna kind of music, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it, interestingly enough, I try to get out every single day uh, for some form of exercise. I may not be running like I was when I was still in Chicago. The old knees and shins started to uh, get too painful. So yeah. I walk every day and I bike frequently. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that I always do to tap into what you were just saying is let's not forget 
that nature is music mm -hmm. um, and the sound of nature, you know, and I always pull one earbud out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the chants or the, you know, um, the arias, et cetera, may be playing in the background um, in one ear, but the sound of nature, the birds, the crickets, you know, the, 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 the breeze, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm down mm -hmm. by the ocean, the sound of the water crashing at the beach, mm -hmm. that is music um, as well. And that is, you know, it's, it's really just, you know, nature's music. And, you know, there's so much beauty wrapped up in that, that connects us also and grounds us to the earth to, mm -hmm. you know, to the universe. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think lest we forget, you mm -hmm. know, that, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, the sound of nature is truly music as well, that it doesn't always have to be a singer and mm -hmm. instrument or sound that, mm -hmm. you know, um, that were, you know, kind of the vibrations, you know, of music, but yet it is truly just the sounds of nature and, making sure that we can connect to that as well. Yeah, and I think that I've talked about this for and taught it for years, how we as a society in my studying of human behavior over many years and turning around and teaching that uh, we're so plugged into technology, we're so afraid of missing out of this manufactured reality that I feel is on social media and, and we're bombarded with news and we're bombarded yes. with this person's opinion and we're bombarded with, you know, artists in movies or music or creativity or whatever. And I feel that we've just gotten to this point and especially now as we're sitting in COVID when I first started going out for walks during COVID, it was in March, and so it was still colder. People were just happy to see you smiling. And it was, it was a little too cold for me to put earbuds on. I just didn't feel like it. I just kind of needed to get my head clear. I was still kind of like, what the hell is going on? Right. You know? yes, and, we all were, right? Right, right. <laughs> what is right. going on? <laughs> right. And it's bad enough that people every day walk down the sidewalk with their head down. And, and I will go out of my way to purposefully scare the shit out of people foot in front yes. of them. Tell yes, them to look you up. will. Oh, I do. Oh, I, I go out, way out of my way to do that. I, and know I find you it do. quite comical. Uh, so <laughs> any of you listening, just watch, keep your head up. I was going to say, keep your head up. Don't <laughs> right. be surprised. Don't be she surprised. warned you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that even on these walks, I mean, I understand, uh, especially runners. I, I, I'm not a runner. I, I'm not designed to run. I walk like a graceful rhinoceros because I with such intention when I walk, I am cracking that pavement. You don't know it because I walk gracefully, so you can't tell, but literally the earth is shaking with my intention of purposeful walking and getting somewhere. <laughs> um, so I understand that, uh, you know, people want to have their headphones on because they need the motivation of the music to keep them going. I also find, as, as you were just saying, you know, lest we forget people, I feel like this is just my personal opinion. So I feel like people almost are afraid to not have sound, to not, people are afraid to not be in silence or just in the space of nature and just mm -hmm. listen to that mm -hmm. and tap into it. There's almost this 
well, what anxiety, I guess would be more like, what is, what do I do if I'm not listening to a podcast? What do I do if I'm not listening to music? And obviously the whole point of this discussion we're having is around how music is healing, but nature's music is phenomenal. And yes. when we allow ourselves to truly be present in that space, in the energy of nature and the sounds, there is such a level of healing and restoration that goes on that I think so many people don't allow. They'll say, oh, I went out for a walk and you know, I was listening to my podcast. I'm like, you're totally distracted. Distracted. You're not, even, you're not even in the moment of that healing that you just decided to go out and do because you had but, to continue to distract yourself. But think about that, Marlo. Think about what you're saying for just a moment because mm -hmm. truly, when, what that requires to not have sound, mm -hmm to not have music, but literally just, you know, immersing yourself into the sound of nature or mm -hmm. into just being mm -hmm. requires that I have to turn the voices in my head yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many of us are, you know, like so not able to turn those voices off in our head and mm -hmm. they are constantly chattering and I've often referred to those voices as I wish I had a light switch that I could just turn them off mm -hmm. and just live in that silence, mm -hmm. live in that moment, you know, and really just reconnect. But, you know, people are like, we are as a society, as you said, through social media and we all have it, mm -hmm. you know, most of us have Facebook, Instagram, you know, our Twitter accounts and God knows whatever accounts we have that we are all so, I'm going to say the word grossly, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. overly attached to. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that some of us are truly afraid to turn that off and connect to who we are mm -hmm. and ask ourselves what it is we want, mm -hmm. why we want it, because then we have to get real. Mm -hmm. then you know then we have to face the real reality yeah. of us yeah ourselves yeah. and how do we do that and and going back to what we're talking about is music and the sound of nature as music those are the things that truly fill me up mm -hmm. i enjoy my alone time mm -hmm. where some of my friends can't imagine being alone right exactly Exactly. And they don't know how to connect with themselves enough to be alone versus for some of us, you know, kind of thrive on, oh, okay, I can use this alone time to regenerate, to right. refuel, to re-energize. And then when I'm with people, then I can, you know, really give myself 100%, if you will. Right. I think many people are just so connected, social media, technology today, um, you know, has really robbed us of um, the ability to connect with ourselves on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Yeah, uh, I, I got a few thoughts to add, throw out there with it. Uh, I, again, I've spoken about this before. I feel that uh, for, for people to, people are too, are afraid. 
are anxious, worried about stopping and, and taking the time to look inward because people Mm -hmm. don't want to look inward. And when you call them out on just the slightest thing Hmm. about them looking inward, man, do you think that Medusa (laughs) was going to come out and wrap those snakes around my neck and choke me? Exactly. You know, and unfortunately, social media and technology, particularly social media, I've spoken about it in terms of Hollywood as well for years, hundreds, years. But, you know, with the inception of social media, it is magnified in in ways we uh, are going to have a hard time in our life ever coming down from. But Mm -hmm. that platform of social media has made it very difficult I feel for people to truly I see it in two ways one I see it as people have a really difficult time sharing their authentic self and so they put this manufactured reality of of unrealistic perfection up there whatever that means because it's not Mm -hmm. real but then I also see the other side of it and and I'll bring it back to music in in a minute um that you know, there's this oversharing, but to me, the oversharing, like, look at me, I suffered this, I suffered that, I did this, I'm going through this, like this bearing, like putting it out there. And it's hard for me in some cases to really not only believe what they're doing, because it's really inauthentic, I can tell that, but you know, I also look at it from an aspect, and this is probably a, a chat, you'll be coming back for another chat, because as I said to you early on, I make the rules for this. <laughs> so I can have guests back whenever I want. So I think we'll exactly. be coming back to this conversation. But, um, and that is people who are actually solid um, people in social media, people in uh, the limelight uh, who have shared their life because it's part of their story it's part of what made them popular or made their book sell or made their podcast this or that and so now it's like this constant out there like good lord i don't know that i really want to know all that but that that's for another day for us um because we could be here for another hour talking about that you could did you want to were you about i i i want to i want to interject (laughs) but there is a but yes I do believe that social media plays a very important role as well. Yes. You know, in, in all of our lives. I mean, even this platform that we're yes. doing right now, this podcast, um, you know, um, is, is about sharing of thoughts and ideas and mm-hmm. feelings and emotions, etc. And I do believe that social media um, has and plays a very important role. I think it's a matter of, you know, um, almost you know, monitoring ourselves about how much yeah. we're on our social media or, or how in, you know, like, is it every moment of every day that we are on it? I mean, have you ever noticed that there are certain people in, in your groups of followers that if you put something out there, usually within 30 seconds to a minute, they are always the first to respond. Yes, exactly. To like, to, yes. Re- yes. Yeah, and it's like, yes. 
I'm okay. So Marlo, yeah. I'm going to swear. I'm like, bitch, you're right. going to like, you on right. your phone that, that fast. Right. Like, I know. I know. I know. All right. I, I barely finished posting it. And you guys, I know. Responding. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I think we could talk about this for another two hours yes. and I'm going to reel it back to music in my music. connected. Um, yes. Cause I agree with you. Yes. I, I full on believe, and I, I have stated this before in my classes and, and even in these chats, there's a, there's, pros and cons to technology. I am 1000% aware of that. And it is about monitoring. Why we brought, why I brought it up is because of that. We forget to connect or there's supposed to be this perfect way to decompress in a meditation and a perfect way to listen to this music. And you're supposed to, you know, show your dancing and your TikTok video and your this and that. And and great. It's great. What I'm all for that. It may not be me doing it because I don't, I have a level of silliness. It's taken a long, long time for me to actually allow myself to express it, but it's there. But where I wanted to go with it in terms of connecting with ourselves, there are, I recall one of the, my first, because so I used to, as I, again, I started our our chat with this, that I shared a lot of music with you. I make compilations. I've been making compilations since high school, my brother Terry taught me how, and it became a very important part of my life. And for me, what was most important and what I learned from my brother uh, was you take people on this journey. It's a journey of the music you're going on. Even if it's a heavy metal CD, you know, compilation, you still take them on a journey. Yes. And so as I was learning how to put my story together through music, I really wanted to put an instrumental CD together because I'm have been moved by the music in movies, like the sounds, yes. the, um, the scores to music, yes. to movies. Um, and some of my, my first introduction really to one of the most beautiful scores I will always love is out of Africa. Was I was just going to say right. that out of yes. Africa. Right. <laughs> you know, that, the not only the movie, right. The oh. score, you just oh. are like, Oh my God. I mean, you could play the whole movie in your head. I'm getting chills, chills just thinking right? of that song, like that, that soundtrack. Yes. It's yes. just, it moves you. Exactly. If, if anybody listening, if you have not listened to the soundtrack of Out of Africa, do yourselves a favor. Right. Listen. Watch the movie. Yes. It would be good to watch the movie because yes. the cinematography in there, and again, movies might be the next chat we <laughs> might be another chapter <laughs> yes um but they you know in movies too are very healing and mm-hmm. and and healing on many levels um so i think we will be having a, a chat around movies as well well-being but the thing about out of africa and how i had started to compile in my head over time um all these instrumental songs that I really was moved by singularly and I wanted to mm-hmm. bring them together into something else. And, and I never, you know, I know people who have made compilations and they just whip this shit out and they give it to me. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is this mishmash? Like who, what, right. why, what, what am I supposed to get out of this? <laughs> and yes. uh, yeah, I know, you know. And so when I decided to put this instrumental together, it was painstaking. It took me probably a good six months. I let every, I always let compilations ruminate in my head for a long time before I actually sit down and regurgitate it back out. But I remember when I finished it and uh, I actually, it was around 9-11. 
uh, when that happened. And I remember playing it over and over okay. and over again on my drive because mm -hmm. we were out at the office in Rosemont. Yes. Um, and that drive between, you know, Evanston yes. and Rosemont is just such a glamorous drive. <laughs> yeah. Some of the most prettiest areas oh, of Chicago. The most gorgeous suburbs. parts of Chicago yes, exactly. suburbs. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I would play it as it just was this, it was a way to heal me. It was a way to help me just allow my thoughts to start getting sorted because I didn't have mm -hmm. to listen to words being sung to me. I was just listening to a story of a sound. Story. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, um, and there's another artist, Keith Jared, that uh, my husband, Stephen, introduced me to when we were first dating and being together. Uh, and his concert, the Köln concert, K-O-L-N, Köln, Germany. And Keith Jared is a jazz pianist and one of the most prolific, profound uh, artists I have ever heard in my life in that form mm -hmm. Roddy would be the other guy yes um but this particular concert i can listen to it over and over and over and over and over again and never ever 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 am i bored by it but i will sit there sometimes when i listen to it when i really you know at the end of a day when i'm just beat up or depleted or hurt or you know whatever something yes that's positive and I can put that on and just sit still. And yeah, it's probably with a glass of wine. It might be with a glass of water. It doesn't matter. But it's just, right. I literally sit there and I allow every fiber of my being to be filled with that sound. Sound. And mm -hmm. to allow it to lift my physical, mental, emotional vibration higher just even one step higher mm -hmm. so that i can take a deeper breath and go okay uh, yes you know i can move forward i will be okay so um you know when we talk about music and using it for healing you know, it can also be, because I know there's this too, I mentioned this in the last chat uh, with Lindsay, I, she's like, oh, I get sucked into podcasts and I'm, you know, I finally have to turn them off after however many hours. And I was like, oh yeah, I get there. But I immediately turn on like high energy music to completely change the energy of where I am. And I imagine you've had those moments too, even if it was on your drive to work. Mm -hmm. You know, where you're like, let's just jam out to, you know, Alicia Bridges or Donna Summer or Taylor Swift or, you know, whatever. <laughs> An artist that comes to mind, like I just sometimes love to like turn her on because of the raspiness of her voice and just the grit and sound I, that I wish as a singer, mm -hmm. I wish I had this is Beth Hart. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know if you know her, but I first came across her, you know, doing one of those, you know, Kennedy honors, you know, um, mm -hmm. and she was, she was a singer 
and I can't even remember who she was representing right now, but the woman literally just drew me into the television and I just, this, like I said, the sound of her voice. So like I will oftentimes when I'm stuck in traffic or I just need to like let it all out, mm-hmm. I will go to Beth Hartman. And again, I would say, you know, find her, listen to some of her sound and mm-hmm. that ra- that gravelly raspy voice just mm-hmm. draws you in. And yeah, I mean, you can, isn't it funny how something will just resonate that somebody says and you can immediately just draw a name or Mm -hmm. something that just does that for you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, for me a lot of times (laughs) I can see myself in two scenarios, Uh, listening to uh, the three tenors because when I I saw Pavarotti in concert, my mom took us because she was insistent and I was... You know, but how great. do you like Pavarotti versus Domingo? You know, it's like, oh yeah, my but God. No, no, I mean, hands down, I'm sorry, Pavarotti, hands down. Oh my God, I don't For know me, about I mean, that. I know you got Andrea Bocello, who was also thrown into the mix, but let's not, those are generations. Apart. But he was not, yeah, I was, he was not truly one of the three tenors. Um, no, no, I mean, yeah. of the three tenors, I'm sorry, Pavarotti all the way, it's the way I'm going to go, you can go your way, and I'm okay with that. I know you're Placido, other Plas, I'm thinking Placido Domingo was the one that I appreciated a little bit more than Pavarotti, but that's okay. No, we it's all, all right. Our we our music. <laughs> but I could see myself, you know, they're like uh, one of the, <laughs> my, as I mentioned before, I love listening to the music and movies. So I have plenty of soundtracks and scores. And my friend that I uh, throw pottery with, she's always, I'll bring up a song and she's like, let me guess, it's from a movie. I'm like, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, come on, there's got to be some reference that's about to come up with Guardians of the Galaxy here, right? Oh, gosh, right on. Okay, we'll come back to that one in just a second. (laughs) We'll come back to that one in just a second. But, you know, in Witches of Eastwick, Nessim Dorma, where they're all three of the witches have got Jack, you know, under their thumb and they float into on a rolling cart into the big ballroom <laughs> with all the balloons and everything. And they're singing Nesendorama. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the best, you know, <laughs> because, you know, my experience of watching the three tenors was sitting in uh, when one of the first salons I worked for up was is here in Evanston uh, in their old space and ups they were in the ground floor of an old Marshall Fields building upstairs was renovated into apartments and so on the weekends I needed extra cash uh, because you know making so much working at a salon in 1991 <laughs> feeling glamorous yes. and yes. so <laughs> I that happened to be the summer that the three tenors was on PBS and was out. So I literally watched it. They kept playing it over and over again. It was on over and over. Weekend. Yes. Oh, I care. I'm just going to memorize your songs inside and out. I can sing it in the shower and, you know, um, sing like nobody's listening. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. And in my car is the same way. So yes, <laughs> guardians of the galaxy. Oh awesome yes. Soundtrack. <laughs> awesome soundtrack. I mean, every time I perfect. see that movie, the ending where Groot is oh. just starting to dance yeah. again because you know he's coming yeah. back as a yep. new Root. Yep. I every time I see the ending theme song and uh-huh. see Groot starting to dance, 
you immediately come to oh, mind. Nice. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's Marlo. Marlo is Groot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, I am Groot. Yes, my arms extend and can, you know, take out some. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry if you don't understand me. I'll just keep saying I am Groot. And at some yes. point you will understand. And yes. stop asking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, as I, again, as I chose music as a well-being topic, I think for me, one of the other things that I find, and I could be really wrong, but this is truly my perception of the individuals I've crossed paths with over the last 30 years of my career, that there is not as much diversity of music that people listen to as I want there like there's certain generations that have it but there's a lot of people who really don't they're like stuck in there no I will only listen to this I will only listen to that or oh I can kind of branch out and do people have to no not necessarily it's your life you do whatever you want to do my point being that if you really and I guess my philosophy one of them one of many um is being open to the experience of life. That's the whole idea that when you mm-hmm. surrender and don't judge the experiences that come across your plate and know that they're put in your path for a reason. And the whole point, how do you get to quote unquote enlightenment or higher consciousness, higher consciousness. is being the observer of how you respond to things, being the observer of your thoughts, being the observer of your actions and uh, detaching yourself from it and not judging it, just accepting it as it is and then decide how you want to move forward with it. And that's the same for me with music. Am I going to, uh, you know, go out and buy a CD of some K-pop band? I don't know. I may or may not. I mean, if you play me a few songs and I can dig it, yeah, probably, you know, figure something out. I'll download a song. It'll end up on one of my CDs. Is it going to be my favorite stuff? I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I absolutely have my staples, but man, I literally, we literally in our house probably have close to 4,000 CDs sitting there. I was going to say, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, and so, and my range is far and wide because I'm just open to the experience. I, there's a friend of mine who says, he happens to be a male friend I went to school with, and he said, you know, women and their music, women like the vibe of music. That's how they get into it. They don't really think about the vocals. The guys think about the vocals of whether they're going to like it. And then they, you know, decide. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I really am going to disagree with you. I think that's uh, a hard generalization. I think women are actually quite tapped into what the words are saying we're just kind of tired of having to analyze the meaning of everything and know that it's going to hit us so personally that we'd rather just dance instead. And let's just, we know we're going to get the lesson. We already got the lesson, most of us. um, And that's generalizing as well. But my point is, uh, as much as I do listen to the words of some things, um, sometimes I don't always want to hear the words which any music writer who's hearing this right now is probably going to choke me or <laughs> befriend me or whatever uh and sometimes i do i will always hear what 
the story as it's being told to me and I enjoy it. Uh, sometimes I really like the musical journey they're taking me on sometimes more and the words support the musical journey absolutely you know yes yes like one of the one of the songs that i thought of as you were talking about soundtracks that really just the one end song that moves you the other one that i think of is bet midler's do you want to dance yes like, I, could, I love how she starts that song uh, out. Like, right. just so, like, so simple and easy. And then she gets into it and just opens up. It's like beautiful. And when I want to really kind of clear my head, those are the kind of songs I put on where I can really, where a, a very powerful voice is taking me through that healing process, whether it's you know, Bette Midler, maybe it's Barbara Streisand, maybe it's Katy Perry, Katie maybe Perry, it's yeah. Macy Gray, maybe yeah. Alicia Keys, maybe it's the Foo Fighters, you know, rocking it out. Maybe, you know, it's just. I, so I'm sitting over here chuckling. Mm -hmm. I'm recalling back when I was in Chicago and I was running the school. And I had a company meeting and there was a message that I really wanted to get across to my team. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I chuckle as I say this because it was none other than Miley Cyrus mm -hmm. and her song called The Climb. Mm. And it talks about, it doesn't matter what's on the other side of the mountain. It's about the climb. It's about the struggles and the hurdles and the obstacles that we are going to come across and the, how it strengthens us and builds us and makes us stronger uh, who we are. Mm -hmm. And it is about the climb. Mm -hmm. And to this day, Marlo, all these years later, I will get a random text message or a phone call or an email from a former employee Mm -hmm. of mine when that song comes on mm -hmm. and something resonated with them about that meeting about that time and how I connected it with music mm -hmm. with with a song and mm -hmm. you know and so I, I think about what you're saying and I think like isn't it silly how I'm even sitting here thinking like oh the climb Molly you know Miley Cyrus and mm -hmm. like you know um I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and it's interesting you bring that one up because, uh, you know, I use music in all of my teachings and I, a part, a lot of my passion of my career was training others to become public speakers, educators, classroom instructors, and how to build an experience with people and how to make it multi-sensory and music is always been one of them mm, and yes. the types of music that you use and classical music is the best for studying and reading and because it taps into the intellectual side and that's been scientifically proven and because we're not accustomed to as a society to any beings in silence not a lot of people like silence just silence being, it's no people really cringe get very nervous and anxious and <clears throat> so even while i'd be delivering a lecture taking them through exercises before we'd have a break i always had this kind of inaudible 
instrumental, low-level kind of lounge music on of, of sorts in the background. And then when break time would come, I would just amp it up and yeah, put it up. Right. So, I mean, we'd have everything from disco to queen to, uh, <laughs> you know. Nothing like a little bohemian rap. The Beatles <laughs> to, you know, Katy Perry to yeah, uh, hip hop, Madonna, Holiday. the hip hop art, you know, to, what are they called? The, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of them? Um, <laughs> Bill I Am and, oh, Lord, the, they'll come to me later, but, uh, can't think of Move on, Marlo. I will. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> done. Okay. And this conversation is done. We're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're done. Uh, Black Eyed think Peas. That's who it is. Black Eyed Peas. Black there you go. Peas, See, you, know, you moved right? on and look what happened. Look what it happened. came to you. <laughs> So if I, I were helped. going to, thank you so much for that. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You know, so if I were going to uh, wrap us up, uh, mm -hmm. music for healing, I think for me, and then I want you to certainly, I want you to share your thoughts. I think for me, again, why, why I chose this and why I feel music is important is to really look at how you use music. Look yes. at when you use music what is the music you turn to for those for each emotion you know when you're looking to when you feel joy already what are you filling yourself more with when you need to feel joy or need to get rid of the anger what do you turn on what is it and you know even in those moments when you when you are really angry and I will sometimes go straight to this heavy metal CD, the rocker CD, and it's, it's not old rock necessarily. It's my, the newer version of stuff. And I call it, is this too loud? Um, <laughs> and it's hard. I mean, it's hard stuff, but the lyrics, again, it's not so much like, I don't want you to turn on death metal because that's not going to make you feel any better about your anger, no. but there's something about certain really intense hard rock songs that, help you just like filter and then i turn it well, off and i think sometimes that type of music again if you're feeling that and you turn that on it becomes a vehicle to let it go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. to just empty that cup and let go right um and i think that that is so important that you know all of you that are listening tap into that you know, what do you turn to? Why do you turn to it? How do, how does it benefit you? Like ask yourselves those questions, mm -hmm. um, you know, and again, you know, and like even I, tapping into it, I mean, interrupt you, and even tapping into the sound of nature, being open that's to what that. I was just, that's yeah. where I was just going to go is lest we forget going back to what I said, nature, mm -hmm. the sound of the birds, Listen to the sound of the leaves rustling by you and wonder what creature is there. Mm -hmm. I remember I was sitting by the lake not too long ago. I had gone for a bike ride and um, just decided that I needed a moment to just rest and give my body, you know, some, some healing time. And I decided to take the opportunity to just sit on this uh, picnic table that was down by the water and cross my legs on the top of the table and just sit and do some meditation. And 
I took my headphones out and literally just sat there with my eyes closed, diaphragmatically breathing and connected with nature and the sounds and the music that was being created by the sound of the lake water, the breeze that was gently touching and caressing my skin, the sound of the rustling leaves and the sand around me by the other little creatures that are running mm-hmm. around, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, chameleon or a gecko or the squirrels or the rabbits. But suddenly I was like so quiet and into my space mm-hmm. and just breathing and taking this in that suddenly there was a sound that was unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Suddenly there was a sound that like was like just fluttering and just like like taking me on a different vibration Mm -hmm. and i gently opened up my eyes and there was this beautiful colorful hummingbird that was Mm. just flying right near my face Mm. very close to me and just fluttering his beautiful little wings and then he flew off Mm -hmm. and i was like that moment of the sounds of nature that were around mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and that sound of the flutter, the speed. If you ever look, tune into the speed and oh, the yeah. sound of the wings of a hummingbird, it takes you places. Mm-hmm. So like you just said, let, let's not forget mm-hmm. that we don't need, you know, sorry musicians out there in the world, but we don't but always I, need. I think they get inspiration from yes, them as well. From that sound. I do yeah. too. Yeah. I do too. So, um, yeah, I think yeah. that, um, you know, one of the other things that I also liked doing and I still do is some mornings if I, when I was in the workspace that I was, if I was so just tired or depleted when I got up or I was nervous about going into something or I had a meeting yes. or I had a class or something, I would put on a super mellow song without words or just that mm-hmm. chanting or just the vibrational yep. sound or I would just drive in silence most of the yes. time, a lot of times and just be with my space and that I know is difficult for people it is um it is also a different kind of sound because when you tap into the sound of you yes and you know as you said it's hard to turn those voices off and Michael Singer the author of Untethered Soul really clearly states those all those voices in your head that's not you you know half the time it's your ego that's talking and when you can turn that off and really allow yourself to be comfortable with silence it's amazing uh really not only the feelings the the sensations that you feel in your body or that you experience but when you really allows you to get very clear with whatever it is that's happening in that that moment for you that you need to get clear on or just need to let go of or need to need an answer for or or want to be more present and so yeah um so i think sometimes people forget that you know how profound it can be when we are silent Mm -hmm. and in ourselves and that's not ego driven Mm -hmm. that that is truly just about connecting with ourselves Mm -hmm. and you know i find oftentimes that even with the ohm sounds or the benedictine monks that i talked about earlier or just the 
you know, kind of orchestrated, you know, orchestra sounds, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, light jazz music sometimes, you know, those are the moments where sometimes I will truly just go into myself mm -hmm. and, you know, try to connect, you know, to who I am and what it is I want. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think oftentimes too, when I'm truly stuck on something and feel like I need to give it an answer right now, that sometimes the strength comes in doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. You know, um, and letting that silence do the heavy lifting, if you will, and letting that, you know, like letting myself digest on it, if you will, because the mm -hmm. answer will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thank you, Dan, and for sharing time with me. Well, thank you for inviting me and including me. Um, I know I told you I was a little nervous about the whole experience, mm -hmm. but uh, you made it painless. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate and that. I think we'll have to have maybe a couple more sessions because I think we didn't even tap into, as you said, all the varieties of music. So <laughs> we'll just have a whole nother like music part two. Let's just share all yeah. our best music that we have oh in our God. We'll be here for now, two hours. <laughs> truly we will because like, like I think about poetry to music. Right, right, right. You know, like, oh my God, like how beautiful it is to tap into this, you know, poetry set to music um yeah, yeah it's beautiful so yeah. lots of room which to made me expand. think about which instantly made me think about macklemore's first cd which was yes incredibly powerful to listen to which i very much still listen to but you want poetry and where i'm really tapped into the lyrics that would be a good example of that yes and again you know songwriters out there i'm not dissing lyrics please don't take offense. I totally get no. it. I, I sing them. So clearly there's a purpose for them. And we sing them loudly. And we sing them loudly. <laughs> I, I don't sound great singing them, but I sing them loudly. So thank you for your words. But, you know, musicians, thank you for your music. The yes. Music is it. Um, Absolutely. So friends that, that are listening, I thank you for being on this journey with me and my friends. And I look forward to our next Marlowe's Conversations with Friends. Um, my next guest I'm very excited about. We'll talk about it later. And Dan will be back on again because we'll either talk about movies or we're going to be talking about a whole lot of other stuff. So um, <laughs> like I said, I get to make the rules so I can head back whoever I want. Um, so with that, uh, be well, everyone. Be healthy. Really find, find all your music and let your heart and, sing yeah let your heart sing explore really open yes. your heart and mind uh, and explore and and explore how you use it for healing so thank you and we'll talk again